all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. <sighs> Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 288. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Hello. The Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Colin, you're so tired. You're like a sleepy puppy. I am. Well, we're doing everything out of, out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. We're going to break the fourth wall right away, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. We are recording on Monday. What? We're still posting on Tuesday, so as none of you get, get thrown off your schedules, <laughs> you're listening to Beyond a Day Early, you forget to pick up the kids from soccer because you thought it was Tuesday. Not going to happen. Not today. Not on my watch. And you base your whole soccer picking up schedule based on when we post podcasts. Pretty much, yeah. I've seen people do stupider things. Mm. I once missed my friend's birthday party because he told me it was a a day. And I was like, that's the day it is. And I didn't even look at the invitation. And then I I called the RSCP (laughs) and found out it was the weekend before. And I was so, I cried probably because I was like in grade school. It's kind of like in the social network when um, Mark Zuckerberg is supposed to go pick up uh, Eduardo (laughs) Saverin from the airport. But he's too. He's coding and hanging out with Justin Timberlake, and he forgets. And then Andrew Garfield has to take a cab in the rain to their cool hangout. It's kind of like that. Totally like that. I don't really remember that that well, <laughs> but I'm glad you do. We have a lot. We have a lot of things to talk about today. We do a lot of PlayStation stuff. Mm-hmm. Some more important things though. First, did you oh. close your ears today when I told you to close your ears during the story I told people? In the oh, morning? I heard. I heard bits and pieces, but no, I'm excited right. to hear this full story. Oh, worry, already. I've been keeping a story from you. Okay. So you were you were off at uh, Nate Ahern's bachelor party. Yes. This past weekend. Oh, I should talk yeah. to the mic. Yes. Mike's- <laughs> you're, just like, you're in another room. Still- I don't even know what year it is right now. I'm- so you had a lot of fun. I'm hurting. Yeah. I got to go to two IGN meet and greets back to back. Shoot Mania one. And then what is that? an AMD event. Shoot Mania is a PC game. IPL Pro League. Now mm. uh, whatever Blizzard's calling them. The Blizzard Pro League. They were hosting it. And then we went to an AMD fan event after that. Mm. For the first time ever in my years of doing meet and greets, years doing, I offended a fan. Oh no! Yeah. Uh oh. So it's at the end. <laughs> like, the first time you've ever offended. Well, that's the first but... time they've told me to my face okay. that I offended them, and they got all they got all hurt about it. Oh my god! And so I'm um, I'm I'm at this AMD event. They're giving away keyboards and processors and a whole bunch of stuff I don't understand. Yeah, things that don't matter. But it's they had a lot of cheese pizza and a lot of beer. <laughs> right. And Naomi's hosting the front matter. stage or whatever. I'm I'm walking around. A whole bunch of you came out. A whole bunch of podcast beyond fans. A whole bunch of IGN fans. Thank you so much for coming and supporting us. And I'm walking around, I'm signing autographs, taking photos, just talking, just shooting the shit, as they say, giving them a conversational meet and greet at an AMD event. Everything's going swimmingly. And Naomi had told me I needed to be at the IGN booth for this uh, something or other we we're going to do. And I got to the IGN booth. There was a girl working there who doesn't really work for IGN. She was just like hired help to run our booth, which basically was giving away backpacks and telling about events we we're having. And so I get there, and she doesn't know me, so I'm like, I'm going to come around back. She's like, well, you can't come around back. I explained that I was Greg Miller from IG. She's like, oh, okay. And I basically was like, I have a t-shirt. And she's like, oh, okay. Nobody <laughs> else would have just a weird Beyond shirt. So uh, talking to her, she has no idea what this event is. She's like, everything's off schedule. It's just kind of going, blah, blah, blah. So as I'm talking to her, people start lining up to talk to me and hang out. Naomi comes over to take pictures. So we're doing this whole IGN thing. And the, the first wave of people, this kid walks up to me, and he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey. And it's... It's clear he doesn't really know IGN. He's one of the, He's more here, I think, for the AMD stuff. Or he doesn't know IGN. Like he doesn't know who I am really. And he's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey," and he's like, uh, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, I'm Greg from IGN." He's like, "Oh, cool. I'm a big fan. I like the site. I like the site." I'm like, "All right, sure you do. Well, whatever." <laughs> he's like, "I'm here for the Joes versus Pros event," and I'm like, "Okay." Like I don't. That show is still on. I guess it's something they were doing there, where it was going <laughs> to oh, okay. be like professional gamers versus everyone. Oh, okay. But I was like, I thought you were talking about the this show that was on like Spike or something. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I was like, okay. And then we kind of just stared at each other. And he's like, I'm here for the... And I'm like, no, I know. I, I don't know what that is. Like, I'm sure someone here at the booth can help you. They'll totally help you out. He's like, no, but really, I'm here for pros versus Joes. I'm like, 
awesome, man. I, I really don't know what that is, so you win, I guess. And he's like, no, thanks, but no, really, I'm here for pro. And I'm like, I don't know what the Pros versus Joe's event is. I'm here signing, I'm t- doing photos, I'm talking to people. He's like, but I'm here for the Pros versus And I'm like, again, you win. You've won the Pros versus Joe's event. He's like, cool, what did I win? And I had a Sharpie in my hand because I've been signing autographs. I'm like, give me your hand, I'll draw a swastika. I'm just kidding, get out of here. And he's like, were you about to say swastika? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I wasn't written. I was like, I'm Jewish and I'm 14. Do you really think this is appropriate? Do you think this is appropriate to say to a 14 year old? I'm like, well, if you knew me, nothing I said, nothing is what has made me standing at this table is appropriate to say to a 14 year old. But I wasn't really going to draw. He's like, it doesn't matter if you were really going to draw swastika. You shouldn't bring up swastika. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you shouldn't bring him up. Sorry I offended you. What does that mean? Didn't mean to offend you. No harm, no foul. He's like, I, there is harm here. And blah, blah. I'm like, oh, all right, we're, we're done talking then. Like, I can't. I'm thank you very much. So he leaves in a huff. And so then I go and like, and now I'm taking, I'm signing autographs, signing, talking to people. Somebody brought like Infamous. I was signing Infamous. I'm talking to other people. But everyone I know is, you worked on that. Worked hard I know, on right? That great, I know. great job on Infamous, by the way. Fuck you guys. You get it all the time, too. You sign Resistance. I do, I do but it's weird. I, I know, know it is. I'm aware it's weird. Go ahead. It happens, really, though. I don't, I'm not story. saying. So I'm taking photos. And every one of these people I'm talking to, I'm telling them the story that just happened. And I'm like, because I feel so bad, right? Like, I didn't mean to offend this kid, clearly. I'm not a white supremacist. But he barely knows me, let alone IGN. So now you are IGN. wearing a Nazi uniform right now. I did I have a shaved head for quite some time. <laughs> Uh, Greg's and, in the Luftwaffe. And so I'm, I'm telling people, like, you know, oh, man, like, I'm going to meet hundreds of you tonight, and have, you're going to go home and, you know, have these photos or these stories or whatever, me being drunk and crazy, and you're going to have a great time. And one person's leaving here now with a bad story, and I'm hung up on that. But it could have been way worse than that. Well, oh, then, <laughs> then, so it's going and going, and like, there's a line ever increasing, right, to get a, to get a, get in here and talk to Naomi. You broke the mic? Yeah, Mike's, we'll say go. Uh, no, I got it. I, got I, got it. I, I can try. Keep going. Uh, and so I'm talking to somebody else, and I'm telling that story, and one of our other fans is hanging out with us, and he goes, hey, I think that kid's back, and he brought his mom. And I'm like, what? And I look over, and by the pillar at the end of the line, like the line's kind of snaking away from the table now, uh, sure enough, the kid's there with his mom, and they both look just pissed as fuck. Because you know the story he told his mom was, I just went to that booth, and a guy would draw, tried to draw a swastika on my hand. And it's like, that's not what happened. Like, I, I'm like, what? And so Mike Mitchell's there. He tells me that I should probably just go talk to him or whatever, and I'm like, well, you can't just say, you can't just shrug like the mic's not going to ever work. This is why we're moving the podcast room and why we're recording early. Yeah. You just stand there and hold it. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me finish the story, then I'll get to it. You can tell your story. Um, So I'm like, the the line isn't moving quickly. People are taking photos. People are talking to me. The mom mom and the kid are just standing over by this pillar waiting. And uh, finally, they break away from that, and they go to the table, and they talk to that girl again who didn't know who I was. And I see him, like, talking, the motion, there's pointing and all this stuff. And so then I go back to do my thing, and uh, I eventually look back, and they're gone. So I go over. I'm like, excuse me. I go to that girl. I'm like, hey, did, did those kid, did that did that mom and that kid start coming over here talking about swastikas and stuff? She's like, yeah. I'm like, what did they want? She's like, well, they came up and they were really mad because you were trying to draw swastikas on hands. So they wanted to talk to your manager, and I said, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and they got real mad and left. I was like, thank you for not knowing anything about this job. That was the finale. Wow. I was upset, There though. will be a follow-up, I'm guessing. I'm sure there'll be an email sent to yeah. AMD that'll get forwarded through a million channels and eventually Peril forwarded to us. And <laughs> they'll be like, why are you... You're a fucking racist, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a racist. And I'm sorry if you ever see this child or his mother, tell him I didn't mean to offend them. Colin says nobody should be offended by anything. That's correct. I go with Colin. Ever. Colin, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, the podcast is just a... The podcast room. It's just a train wreck. It's a shit show. Yeah. And so Colin adjusted his microphone and the arm kind of just like went limp. If you've ever seen the famous vine that I made there with There is Mitch a famous vine. Infamous vine. He's got it here. Now you see it's got oh, that so C clamp. It. It's got that C clamp. 
Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to undo do. Undo a little bit of the C clamp. Any more fucking wires in this room? That's one of the reasons they're breaking it down. We're breaking it down. Yeah. If you didn't know, IGN uh, moving just to the fourth floor. All the editors are moving. It's the great exodus of the third floor. Dude, this is insane. Part of that is that we have to redo this room and move the Cole, podcast. He's, no, he's making a vine about you doing it. I'm going to keep narrating it. I was going to make a vine. Make a vine, do it, and then I'll embed it in the story, and then people will be like, oh, man, look at us just living. It's happening right now. The vine is happening. Six seconds. It's probably over. So now the, the mic is doing its thing. It's it's almost as good as the one where Mitch is like, this fucking thing. Well, that one cut off perfectly. So while you guys do that, I'll keep talking. I'll keep the show I'm going. I'm so exhausted from trying to... Well, you, you've come off of three-day, four-day bender, so yeah, any any physical work is going to be too oh much for you God. at the moment. I, when I got home yesterday, I just fell asleep for like four hours. Just, yeah. Let's talk about the next big piece of news that isn't news, right, per se. Right, wait, oh, nice, that's pretty nice, good. Now just nice get it where you want it, though, and you can't move it around. You can't really adjust Ever. it too much. Andrew Gofarb, mm-hmm. we are dangerously close to Podcast Beyond 300. Dangerously close. We've kicked around for a while now. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? What's the final date? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are now confirming Podcast Beyond is going to be filmed in front of a live studio audience on July 12th. That's Friday, July 12th. <sighs> I'm spent. In San Francisco. <laughs> exact location, TBD. We're checking, th- we're checking some things out, doing some cool stuff. So now here's what you're going to do. You get this week now to go talk to your loved ones, talk to your work. Decide if you can be a part of this show. If you want to come to San Francisco, if you're in the San Francisco area, great. Then next week we will open up like we did for 200. We'll tell you how to get involved, what you need to do. I doubt there'll be a mad rush. Everyone will be able to come, I'm sure, if you're crazy enough to fly from wherever you're flying from. Australia, I know, is already coming. I did it. Yeah, Donan better be out here. Yeah, he'll be here. Yeah, I know. Uh, We will have information. Again, July 12th, Friday, July 12th is beyond 300. Before Comic-Con. That's probably right. Yeah. It's the week before Comic Con, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can just one. fly out, stay for a week, then fly down to San Diego. Yeah, come on down with me. I'm yeah. going to, yeah. to Comic Con. Come with me. You can Greg's driving a bus anyway, so it works out really well. I've been well. kicking around the idea of when we settle on, uh, on start getting specifics down, right? Like where it's going to be, stuff like that, how that event's going to work, putting together a packet, and maybe having events throughout the weekend, too. So if you're coming oh, out here wow. for this, maybe we go to a Giants game or something. Maybe we do this. Something. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, not a like Giants game. I want to go to a Giants game. I, I don't know. Like, I, don't know like yeah, I should. Um, what if we went to like a planetarium? <laughs> really? All right. There will be two competing trips. <laughs> I'll be getting drunk at a Giants game. You can go to the planetarium with Andy over here. See who has a better time. I guess we can start thinking about other San Francisco activities we could do with the Giants. It's the underdogs. So you, underdogs, yes. If we could imagine, if we could rent out underdogs. Yeah, but like a lot of people are probably underrated. To the sunset. You can, yeah. Oh my god. Let's build it around us. We you want to see? You want to see what San Francisco is all about? Come to fucking 19th and Irving. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh, Eddie Rickenbacker's has just been waiting for the oh, day I'm when sure, Beyond would return. No, that's a good point too. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, what we're trying to that do right now is find a anymore. real venue that you can come to the podcast at, have fun. It won't, maybe not be at IGN. Maybe actually be off-site somewhere at a stage and have that some would cool be stuff. Yeah. We have a lot of stuff up our sleeves already. Have a nice open bar. Let's have it at the Warfield. Okay. That probably only costs about probably 100 grand a night. Chump change. Yeah, so no big yeah. deal. No big deal. Let's uh, just rent out AT&T Park. Okay. I like it. I, Do it on the, on the like turf. It. What if we got a bunch of those ducks that goes uh, on the, you go on the street and then you go on the water? Duck, and then you go duck out, tours? 
Yeah, there's like a there's a Beyond Barge yeah. out there that we're just podcasting from. Beyond Barge, That'd be awesome. And then like Green Day is playing in the background. And uh, this could also be when Clements <laughs> dies. <laughs> and this could be the long foretold. This was foretold. Uh, this was foretold. A lot we of surprises this. up our sleeves. A lot of stuff. We're in the very early stages. We'll be talking about it now. Clearly, 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 very early. Obviously, uh, keep listening to the podcast every week. Follow us on Twitter. We'll have more information. But mm-hmm. until then, let's start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the list. Ooh, gross. Because we're recording a day early and we recorded a day late, so there's only last week. So yeah. there's only not at the same time because that doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> that time works. I haven't read anything in like four days. Let's see. It's, all, it's like that no. Batman episode. Number sure. Sure. The Batman anime series one where he was dreaming, and so he tried to read the newspaper and he couldn't read the newspaper. No. That's how I knew he was dreaming. No, I did. Why, see the Batman wait, why can he not read the newspaper in dreams? Because uh, apparently. The left one side of your brain dreams and the other side reads, and so when one's dreaming, you can't read in a dream. And if you so, think, if you if you think you read in a dream, it's supposedly that you're just you you you're imagining that you're dreaming that message. So evolution created a brain, right. and there's two sides of the brain. One side dreams, and the other side reads. It's based on the Batman cartoon. Interesting. Number one, in a conversation with Kotaku, but that's this Pete Hines confirms. That the version of Doom 4 id Software was working on, I think, since 2008, was canceled and has since been restarted. Quote, an earlier version of Doom 4 did not exhibit the quality and excitement that id and Bethesda intended to deliver and that Doom fans worldwide expected. As a result, id refocused its efforts on a new version of Doom 4 that promises to meet the very high expectations everyone has for the game in this franchise. End quote. It's also planned for next-gen systems and not current-gen consoles. Hines also reported that Rage 2 is in development and has since been canceled. Ooh, snap, son. You liked Rage a lot. I did. Uh, I really like id a lot. And um, I'm, I'm a... I'm a I don't want to say a big Doom fan, but I'm, I really like Doom. So, so I, I'm excited about Doom 4. I liked but didn't love Rage. I thought <laughs> Rage was a good game. Um, Doom, I don't, I don't know how I feel about a new Doom game, to be honest. Did, did you care at all about the collection they released not too long ago? Oh, that BFG thing? Yeah. Nope. Doom 3 is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I totally. I, I agree, but do I really want to play it again now? Not really. No. Trophies. Number two. Yeah. Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon is a BC real... does. I hit tw- level 23 over the weekend. Oh, I saw that. Oh, Congratulations. Thank you, thank, you, thank you. It's good that you have a lot of bronzes. Number two. Here we go. Far Cry 3. Why, you see why you have slight me? I, I, I congratulate you legitimately for platinums. I don't know. I just have a fucking chip on my shoulder. Number two. Why? What's your chip on your shoulder about trophies? I don't know. I'm this is our being, fun thing. I'm just being facetious. It's I don't like fun. it. It's not been fun I don't like for it. years. I don't like it one bit. I don't like competing. Why not? I don't have that testosterone. I, don't want, I, I want us both to succeed. Really? Well, yeah. one of us, only one of us can win. Well, I think, it's, I think right now is the perfect system. You care about platinums. I care about levels. We're both doing fine. Mm-hmm. There you go. We both win. One of us is more both legit than the other, though. One of us is a higher level, and that's all the PlayStation really cares about. Oh, okay. Number, number two. By the way, I think the readers have de- de- decisively spoken on this. No. I don't know if they've decisively Decisive. spoken. It seemed pretty Thank split to me. We get a lot of emails and a lot of tweets that Platinums matter more. No, you don't. You're, so here's the thing. I get more e- emails and tweets saying it's I will say, level. if somebody tells me they have, like, 100 Platinums, that is that's more impressive awesome. to me than a high level. But that said, the level, until your number of Platinums is what's displayed by your name, exactly. the level is what matters. Thank you. Hmm. And when I say matters, I'm just saying it is, rep- like, the same way that your achievement score, your gamer score, You're is saying, what well, matters. When you say matters, it means that it really is quite irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. In the <laughs> yeah, all, right. all this is going to be erased by an EMP not too long. Oh, man. That's real. Number two, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon is a real standalone game, and it's coming to XBLA and PSN in May. It's some sort of weird 80s spinoff, and it won't require the original Far Cry 3 to play. That's cool. I looks love Far Cry. weird as shit, man. Yeah, it looks bizarre. That's cool, though. This is exciting. Number three. Exciting for me. Tales of Zillia finally has an official release date. It will launch stateside on August 6th. Its European release date remains unknown. The game originally came out in Japan in September of 2011. It also has a sequel that came out, or comes out soon, I think. No, it came out already. 
Came out last year, um, and maybe we'll get that as well. Uh, additionally, Hideo Baba, the producer and director of the Tales series, uh, confirmed that Namco Bandai is unlikely to bring the Tales Vita remakes Hearts and Innocence, Tales of Hearts and Tales of Innocence, to the West due to poor Vita sales. Mm. And it was one of the first times I had heard uh, a, a developer uh, specifically say that Vita's not selling well. Yeah. And like that's openly. specifically why they're not right, doing it. Right. Normally, they, they kind of say it without saying it. Like, they dance around it. But that's, like, it's rare for where someone just like, man, that thing's not selling well. That's for pr- a profoundly game. disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Tales of Zillia, I suspect, is going to be very good, and there's been rumors that there's going to be a lot more Tales announcements this year. I think that they're going to announce that Tales of Zillia 2 will come out here. We already saw DuckTales. That's true. Now there's this one. Maybe there will be a new Sonic game with there Tales. You go. There you go. Uh, number four. Sega Studios Australia is closing later this year. The studio worked on London 2012, Medieval 2, Total War, and Stormrise under both Sega and the Creative Assembly. Uh, don't really know when they'll be affected, but of course our best wishes to everyone that's affected by that. Number five, EA is currently in the finals of Consumer's Worst Company in America competition for the second consecutive year. It's going up against Bank of America. It won last year. Totally fucking ridiculous. Did you I mean, Peter you, Moore's statement exactly. was awesome. Did you read Peter Moore's statement? I know it happened while you were gone, Colin. Yeah, I read a little, I read a little bit. I thought of that was story. awesome. Yeah, he was, handled it yeah, incredibly, incredibly well. Moore, who's what's this official title? Now? COO. COO. Okay. Yep. He put up a blog post basically saying refuting this, being like, "We're we're probably going to win this worst company in America. Are we really wor- or worst company in the world? Are we really worse than these guys who did this horrible thing? These guys who did this horrible thing? Of course not. You know, are the people we've offended with our ending of Mass Effect or SimCity debacle? That's you know, they're an audience that's online already. They're engaged online. That's why we're winning these things. But I'm proud of what we did do here and what. And he went through and was super honest. Well, about he's like, exactly. He's really candid. So he's like, he's saying like, like yes, these are things that we fucked up. But but here's how we're trying to fix them and how we're trying to be better. And at the same time, like you know, it's really some of these things are not that bad in the grand scheme of sure. things. Um, really, I can't. They're not that bad. I thought the world was going to end. The markets were going to shut down when SimCity didn't work. Boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah. And I mean, that's My the thing, God. like when, when you put them up against like the banks and like all these like much bigger problems in the U.S., it's, it's kind unbel- of crazy. It is unbelievable. Like, you know, I think he's right that like we have an engaged and captive audience that like will do anything to smear whatever they want. Right. Right. Uh, on the Internet, which is fine. That's their prerogative. And of course, like you deserve a working game like the SimCity debacle was embarrassing. Yeah. I think I think the Mass Effect 3 thing was actually more embarrassing for the people that like got crazy about it than the actual sure. company. Uh but the yeah the SimCity thing and, and same thing with Diablo, which has nothing to do with them. And those games, people deserve games that work, no doubt, no doubt about it. But yeah, can you just put things into perspective for one minute? Just one minute. The fact that it's even going up against Bank of America, which I personally have no huge problem with, but the, you know they've done unsavory things. Uh, is it's crazy that that's even a competition? Like there are serious companies out there that do seriously bad shit. That. That doesn't matter though, because EA changed. You know, Mass Effect Three had a bad ending, so right. EA is getting that getting that fucking award, man. It's like it's just. I just wish people cared about things that at the end of the day mattered well, and were. In relevant. a way, I think it just shows how frivolous this poll is, right? The fact yeah. that oh man, yeah, I mean, let's, you're just putting you're some site hosting. We don't even know whose website it is, right? That's doing all this. It's stuff. the consumers. Okay, it's the consumers, yeah. and it, and I like the consumers a lot, but the. It's just it's the same companies that people like like to give shit to all the time, but keep using anyway. And yeah. like what this, it's like Ticketmaster, Comcast, PayPal, PayPal, all yep. these companies that you just use anyway. They yep. don't give a shit if you if you think they're the worst company in the world. They don't care. Just keep paying them. Yeah. yeah. And they, and and you can say whatever they want. I think that's what EA was kind of saying. It's like, okay, like we're the worst company in the world, but you're still buying all of our games. It's the same thing with Ticketmaster. Like you're still buying using our. You might hate our service fee, but you're still using it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just very weird. Like, I wish people, you know, I just wish people were this passionate about things that, like, really mattered and, like, were 
you know, there's really bad shit going on in the world. There's really important things that you should be paying attention to and be mad about. This isn't one of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just wish that, you know, people would get this worked up about, you know, your taxes or, or you know, go out and vote. Like, get mad that people aren't voting at the ballot. Go, like, come on. It's yep. just so infuriating to me. It's really mind, actually mind-boggling. But Easier to sit there on the internet and yell about stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. hyperbole. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he said, right? Hyperbole. He's like, he's, it's, it's like the hyperbole, exactly, which is, I think, the right after the Super Bowl, they play that. Um, but yeah, like he says, um, like, uh, one of the people they're against is like a beer company that watered down their beer or whatever. And those conversations take place in, take place in bars, whereas conversations right. about EA take place on the internet. So those people are already typing, already riled up. They're the ones who are voting in this yeah, poll. Yeah. Yeah. I just, if you're really mad at EA, that's cool. Like if you vote for them in this thing, that's cool too. I just ask you to kind of look inside yourself to find something that like societally might matter yeah. and then put that much energy into it. Like, into that, like you know? bones versus boneless for chicken. Right, right exactly. It's exactly right. God, I'm glad I missed that. Because that's just embarrassing if you think that boneless, that chicken, boneless chicken has any place in that debate. Thank you. Thank you, Colin. Well, team bone. <laughs> hey, you know, he's a boneless supporter. He's team I, boneless. I am team boneless. Yeah. You're so boneless wing, so you're just into chicken tenders. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's good. They're not wings. Exactly. That's it. That's all I have, Greg. Time okay. to go home. No, Colin. What? You can't go home. Oh. Uh, I've been playing that Bioshock. I started a second playthrough last oh. night. I'm 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 enjoying it, but I thought about going to the store, mm. but I had no idea what would be there. Mm. So Goldfarb, mm-hmm. I was gonna walk into a, a store and mm-hmm. ask the mom and the grops, "What do you got? What do you got?" But I didn't want to talk to him. But I wanted to know before I got to the store, <laughs> what would I check? The official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Nice. Do, 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 do. My computer's fucked. There ain't nothing coming to the stores. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. But that doesn't matter. Because there is a game coming out. Mm-hmm. That we the care game. A lot about. The fucking game. Fatal Frame for... No! <laughs> no! Uh, Guacamelee. Yes. Uh, comes out on Tuesday That'll be now. topic of the week. So. It's uh, so good. It's excellent. Uh, gave it a 9.0. Comes out uh, Well, by the time you listen to this today. Uh, it'll cost $15. Get it on Vita and PS3 together. Cross-play. Well, not cross-play specifically, but cross-save. It's only one uh, set cross of by, Yeah, unified trophy list. Uh, some local co-op if you want some mm-hmm. special Vita mm-hmm. functionality. Excellent Yeah, game. you can have the map up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Maybe the yeah. I, I think the only thing that would have made that game better would have been if I could have doubled up on trophies like I did with sound chips. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, yeah, so Guacamelee comes out for PSN and PS3. Uh, for PSN specifically, XCOM, Enemy Unknown, Tom Clancy's Hawks, and, John, and John Daly's uh, Pro, Stroke, Pro Stroke Golf are all retail games that are coming digitally to PSN. Fatal Frame, uh, the PS2 Classic this week. Uh, good game. And three PS1 classics in Japanese, including Evergreen Avenue. Oh. Favorite Deer. <laughs> D-E-A-R. D-E-A-R. How are these games? Oh. <laughs> and Mahjong Mahjong Yuchen Tamgogumi. I like your pronunciations there. Thank you. Yeah, that was impressive. Those are the people who made Minecraft, right? Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> by the way, uh, Monkey Paw, I think, is the company. They're a very small company that, that brings these games over. Um, Greg, I don't think that's how yep. computers work. I think it's how you ink out your battery when your computer's just being a piece of garbage. Oh. Just drop it. I think that's why it's screwed up. Mm. My hand didn't break the fall as much as I thought it did. That's all. All right, then let's talk about topic of the week. You should buy guacamole. Yes, oh, you yeah. Let's talk about guacamole for oh a second. My God, let's, it's talk so about, good. let's talk from an even top leveler level. Let's talk about Drinkbox Studios. Mm. These guys getting better with every game. Yeah, they're very good. Tales from Space, the first one, what was it about a blob? Mute. Tales from Space, oh, yeah, yeah. Mutant Blobs Attack. Yep. Definitive Vita game at launch. Now we got Guacamelee. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
I love these guys. Guacamelee is so it's so smart. It's so funny. The mechanics work. Just everything works in that game. It's just so. And I, I'm not saying it's functional. Everything just like like creatively works really really well. Like they're very smart. It's it's a really really funny game. And it's also like like the perfect platformer. Right. Like I think this is like the best platformer since Rayman Origins. I would say it's funny. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't put it all together coming into it, right? Like I knew it was a drinks box game, so I was super excited for it. But you were super. You went to. You saw it first. You got to play it first out, out of us. Uh, and then you wanted to review it, and I was like, oh yeah, no problem. I, I didn't, you know, Mutant Blobs Attack. And then when I sat down and played it, I'm like, if there's ever a game that screams fucking Colin Moriarty, it's Guacamelee. Yeah. As far as being this side scroller, Metroidvania kind of mashup, all these old school tendencies. Really hard fucking bosses towards the end and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see why Colin was. Yeah, it's 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 an excellent game, and I'm 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 glad that it seems like people in the comments on our review and on the video review and on Twitter, etc., just talking kind of organically about it that they're excited about the game. I mean, you know, like you said, Drinkbox is really one of the most promising indie devs on, on in the console space. Yeah. The good news is that you know, at least for PS3 and Vita gamers and maybe PS4 gamers because it's unclear, is that their next game will be a PlayStation game. So, um, I mean, they said as much when I saw them speak with other developers at mm-hmm. at GDC. They said their next game would come to Vita. Um, so, I suspect it'll be another cross-play game. Now, uh, what are they going to do? I don't know. Uh, I hope they do a sequel. Um which would be cool, be easy for them to do. Yeah. Um, just kind of shit it out. Uh, while <laughs> that's they work- what they want to be known for. <laughs> while they work on something else. Sure, I mean, sure, I sure. think that's kind of what Tales from Space was. It was a way for them to, well, Mutant Blobs Attack was yeah. because, you know, Tales from Space about a blob was a good game, but I had problems. You couldn't use the D pad, sure. all that kind of weird shit. And the one on the Vita launch game was like a, 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 a better version of that game. And so, if they could make an even better version of Guacamelee, which, which would it's possible, but it would be hard to do, then that would be amazing. While they kind of marinate on this other idea, because I'm sure that's what happened with Guacamelee um, as well. They're a small studio, but they're just really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for uh, me, the only yeah. things about Guacamelee that I didn't like, right? I was talking to you about this last night. You put in your review that there's no voiceover, and that's kind of it. Kind of sucks, right? But I was fine with it because it's funny, but. I thought the tracks they used for music got a little bit repetitive here yes. and there. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, I think that the Jaguar boss is fucking way too difficult. Javier Jaguar. I, it, that took me forever. Like that I'm took me a good yet. thirty minutes, and I was like, screw, I was like yelling at the TV. And then, but by, by comparison, then the final boss is tough, but not as tough. Once you figure out what he's doing, yeah, it's it's just it reminds me a lot of like old Castlevania games in the sense that. The bosses just kick your ass until you figure it out, and then it's fine. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you know exactly what to do, and it's like not a big deal. One all. thing I appreciated: uh, there's like these long dialogue scenes before the boss fights, and yeah. if you die and come back in, they like skip right to it. Like they, they might have like one more line that you have to go through, but you don't have to go through the whole speech again, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Well, during the, uh, I had one bug that I almost thought was going to be the best bug ever because I was getting my ass kicked by Jaguar Javier, uh, and I came back into it and I skipped through everything, and it started me. It, I had control of. Uh, Juan, they're in the cutscene. And so it stopped, but I was still in the cutscene, so I could run up and just beat the hell out of Javier. Oh, wow. And finally he died, and he gave out his whole death speech and everything else, and then it was just, I couldn't move. Oh, wow. I was like, God damn it. That's you know, did, did I didn't it run into any bugs. That's really, that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Huh? No, I didn't either. I, I'm playing on Vita. I haven't even tried it on PS3 yet. How do you like it? I love it. See, here's, here's the weird thing for me, is I started on PlayStation 3. It's such a beautiful game. It's just gorgeous. So much character, so much life, so many great references in the background. I mean, there's Castle Crashers, there's Grumpy Cat. There's exactly. All, all these memes, they have Business Cat. They yeah. have like a lot of really yeah, funny yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep taking screenshots. But it was one of those things I was like, oh yeah, this is, you know, Sly Cooper was totally showed me like, this is what I want out of these games now. And I uploaded the clouds so I could play on the train. I got in the train and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't switch because it was like, 
I couldn't, you know, the text is smaller and like, it's, sure, sure. It's, I was like, oh it's no, hard no. To, yeah, it's hard I to love start. seeing this lush game on this TV. Yeah, my, I always start on Vita. So it's like Sly Cooper. I started on Vita, finished on PS3 and going uh, up certainly didn't bother me. I haven't sure, tried going, sure. I haven't tr- started on PS3 and gone down. I would imagine I would feel the same way, yeah. but starting it on Vita, man, I love it. And I mean, it's never, it, it, I'm never like unable to follow it. It's never like oh, too sure, small sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can totally, it's, it's very hard going from big to small, you know? <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah. 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 Herbert. Bone and wings. Oh, my God. T-bone. Oh. Bone. Bone yeah. and some bone and some wings. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, I, rec- I highly recommend it, I think. Me too. The Have polarity you... system's cool. Yeah. You put that in your review, too. Like, if you didn't, if you haven't been following, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Guacamelee there, the luchador named Juan, can go between the worlds of the living and the dead. And so, eventually, you have control of that, where you get to hop around. And, do, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool, but... It's used so sparingly that I was hoping for more. Right, but yeah. some of the, like, so, yeah, it's used sparingly in terms of traversing the levels to follow the story missions or whatever. But, like, some of those treasure chests that you have to get through, like, really complicated puzzles sure. get, like, too. really cool and smart. Like, I mean, you're using, so, like, as you go, like, like any Metroidvania game, you're, you're gaining abilities as you go. And it's fucking awesome the way you combine some of those. Like, I don't know, there are, there are moments where you have to... You have to use the button to go through the spikes, and then you have to switch the switch the world while also using one of your abilities to jump up sure. to a platform or whatever. And it's like all those things combined, like as you're wall jumping and making your way up, can get like really complicated. It's, it's a really, hard, really it's cool. a hard game, and it's really rewarding yeah. when you get to the top of something like that. And that's the thing too. Like I, I talk about the bosses, and I was getting really mad. And there was a bu- couple of those puzzles where it was yeah, like you need you have like a split second to shift the world to land on the wall to jump back to shift the world yeah. to land on the wall, and like those. We're like, ah, oh, so close. It's one of the, it's totally that old school feeling of just like I'm so close. Like, but then when you super do it, you're boy. like, yeah. Yes. When you finally get to that chest, you're like, yes. Yeah, it's so awesome. It's like I haven't felt, you know, it's that exact feeling that I haven't felt in a long time. Like it, it does. It feels like an old school game. It feels like like that feeling when you like you finally pull something off, like after a hard boss or after whatever, yeah. like a really complicated platforming section. Like, and it just, I don't know. Like, it, I I'm consistently impressed with how much I want to play that game. Like, I mean, I'm I'm kind of alternating between my Bioshock playthroughs to sit down and just play a level of Guacamelee or whatever, but uh. It's great. And on Vita, it's like a perfect pick up and play game because I basically play until I hit the next little like checkpoint, checkpoint store yeah. thing yeah. and then keep going. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Guacamelee, we highly, highly recommend it. I think I'm on like the last 25%, I would say. I'm on the latter, yeah. latter chunk of the game. Yeah. I got to say, just a sh- big, big shout out to Flame Face, by the way. Yeah. That's, so that's the I, amazing, amazing character design. I, I just got past him. So that's where yeah, I am. You're right not now. very far then. I'm not very far? No. I'm definitely like, not. Like, if you interesting, yeah. I mean, you have you still have Javier and then the big boss, right? Who am I forgetting? Carlos Calico. There you go. Interesting. I mean, I have I have a lot of different abilities. I can break all the different color blocks. Yeah, but you're. I mean, if you're only fighting, I don't want to ruin it. But yeah, I think all those last far. those last round of guys go pretty quick though. Because I did it all. I mean, you, you could the, beat the game in five hours. So yeah, I did the. I did. I started at yesterday at one and got done at five. And I so I mean like and I ran through everybody you're at, but I had so much before that to get to. Yeah, I mean I would I think I'm at like two and a half or three hours. So yeah, so you're probably halfway through. Wow, I really thought I was further than that. I mean that's awesome. That's really good to hear because I kind of never wanted to end. It gets hard. I mean at the end like the the platform gets very hard. So yeah, there's a few parts like that are there are a few parts that I reach where I'm like shit. Like this is <laughs> you know I think I have like great old school gameplay skills and you it was do. it was uh, there are parts where I was like shit. Like this is hard. This I mean, is really hard. And you can see what you need to do and stuff, but... We should also point out that that game is very generous with trophies. Like, I have 31% of the trophies already. Um, yeah, it's got a full plat. Uh, yeah, like we said, not unified. I'm going back and playing on hard, though. I'm as tough as it hard. was on a normal, like, geez, Louise. I'm going to play it on hard. I think, it, I think it'll be fun. 
Uh, I think that'll be a, a rewarding platinum. I think it's get. one. I'll, uh, it's one of those ones I'm going to let marinate. Yeah, and then, like know, Gravity Rush. Back. It's going to be one of those platinums. I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to go back and get this, and I'll never, never actually do it. Yeah, exactly. I would still love to go back and do Gravity Rush. I kind of missed that game. They have DLC out for now too. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't back. done any DLC stuff. Anthony writes into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can, listener, and he says Beyond. Beyond. With all the momentum for the next gen in Sony's corner, are you at all concerned that Sony may shoot themselves in the foot by announcing a high price point for the PS4? They don't have a good track record in this regard. Keep with the good work, Big Tony Styles. They have an excellent track record until the PS3. Um, <laughs> I think they learned a lot, right? Yeah, I. I mean, they you hope that we said that with Vita too, though. Like, I mean, it's and then the and memory. They, I mean, but, they but, learned a lot in pricing, just yeah, not on memory cards yeah, exactly. and peripherals. I mean, what they need to do is not only have a good price for the system, but have it bundled with peripherals, and and don't make everything proprietary. Let people be able to expand how they need to. But yeah, I mean, I, I I'm hoping they have learned. But to answer his question, yes, that's absolutely a concern of mine. Sure. What a, so we're talking about momentum. Let's talk a little bit about uh, always on line. Deal with it. <laughs> you want to? You're the news dude. Uh-huh. Give me the recap for all the people who don't follow the Xbox news. Um, it's pretty straightforward. There's just more and more rumors. I mean, there have been rumors forever that the Xbox was going to the new Xbox was going to require an internet connection. Kotaku published an, another story this week uh, confirming some some of stuff that they had heard, saying sources have suggested that. At least an early version of that console did require an internet connection. Um, still, nobody 100% confirming, oh, this is absolutely going to be in it. I don't think we've heard that quite yet. But um, uh, Adam Orth, I think it was creative director, I want to say. Yeah, that's right. or, yeah. Uh, just put out this Microsoft, series. Microsoft, Xbox. My, yes, exactly. It put out this series of tweets that were like, oh, man, I really want to vacuum my house later, but I hope the electricity doesn't go out. Oh, man, I moved to a crappy area with bad cell phone reception. Guess I can't use this phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of, and, and then at the end, he was just like, deal with it, and posted that meme of, like, Obama, like, like yeah, yeah. sitting on his hand or whatever. Nope, leaning his face against his hand. <laughs> Obama um, was sitting <laughs> on his hand. Uh, but, yeah, so he said deal with it, put a hashtag, put that up, and people freaked out. Like, NeoGAF compiled all his tweets, and it became a huge thing. Like, that was, I think that might be the most commented story on IGN I've ever seen. Wow. And the, the top comment is, it has 10,000 upvotes last time I looked, which is crazy. And it just said, like, um, Adam Orth just convinced, it, or Adam Orth just convinced me to buy a PS4. Or, oh, no, that's what, that's what it was. It was, I'll deal with it by buying a PS4. Nice. Um because man like i feel like it would be a catastrophic well it's error interesting right because all that happened and then adam protected his tweets you know went yep, private, right after. So he, yep. only if you followed him or he followed you allowed you and then major nelson from xbox had to put out a statement the next day saying yeah. that, you know he does not speak for the company we're sorry is he still employed at microsoft nobody knows yeah. i mean i microsoft is so under lock and key and they make people sign the craziest ndas that i would would not be surprised if he was either harshly scolded or or just fired yeah right yeah um it seemed – I was following this in a very cursory way when I was in my whiskey days late sure. last week uh, that it seemed like a cursory sort of tacit admit, like admittance that this is what they were going to do. Yeah. But then I started to think about it. I'm like, there's no way. Like there's just no way they would do this. You know, like it is theirs to lose now. It is yeah. theirs to lose. It is – Sony and PlayStation are, are well positioned, but – you know, it's there. So, like, are they really going to do it? Like, if, like that's what I'm kind of saying. I'm like, there's no way. I just, I don't think. I, I will believe it when I see it. If, if yeah. someone held the gun to my head and was like, are they going to? Is, is, are, is the next Xbox going to be always online? I'd be like, no, no way. 
I mean, there's no, there's just no way. I I don't, I don't believe it. And if that was the plan at some point, and it's not going to be in the plan anymore. And I'm not saying they're going to change it now. I'm saying that it's too late to change it now. I think that they probably changed it back in the day. Dude, they will not be able to sell that console in third world countries or developing countries or in the middle of the United States or in the middle of Europe or like, why would you ever do that to the console? You know, and even if you were going to do it and be like, it's only online in the North American skew or something like that, then you're screwing over your massive, your biggest fan base and your and your domestic fan base. There's just no way around it. And if they do that, PlayStation Four is going to fucking kill it. So I mean, I, you know, it, it's worth noting that uh, they were very, very, very heavily rumored for a very long time to be announcing at the end of this month. That has now been delayed a month, and you wonder if oh, that's really? if that's to change their messaging. Um, I, I mean, again, that's still just rumors. Microsoft oh, sure, obviously yeah. has never said that, but. Uh, uh, yeah, the rumor now is that they're announcing end of May rather than end of April. Um, bad idea, and so they're not, they're not, ha- I don't, I don't think they're handling this well. well. That's also, what's so weird about that from our perspective weird. is that would be after judges week. So that would be after we're in the swing of E3 stuff. That'll be after you yeah. play PS4 games for the first time too, because I, yeah. I, I bet, I bet you, uh, at judges I, week, yeah, though. judges week, there'll be PS4 but it, games. It just makes it so complicated. I, I, Cause that I, means I, even I, at yeah, judges week, them. even at judges week, they can't confirm games coming out in the next xbox which means none of those previews are going to contain that bit which is just so weird to me so i'm saying i think i think i think ps4 will be hands-on at judges week i mean it has to be at e3 if you don't know ladies and gentlemen there's a a, before e3 about a month before a few weeks before in may they do this thing called pre-e3 judges week where there's you know how there's these overall e3 awards every outlet has a judge for it. all the major outlets have a judge judges go down there they play these games so that they can make their votes so that you can have a winner of the overall e3 game of the show yeah, not, not ign's ours, game not of ours, show not yeah. game spots not giant bombs this is i forget esa or whatever ESA, it's, right? yeah right. it's jeff keely organized <laughs> yeah so um, i i i <laughs> I don't know why they're not announcing this thing. After after Sony announced that, if I was the Microsoft, we would have to announce this thing as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. Like, the soonest date you can get it this will venue. Be, will and, have been three months. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We all talked about it being a month. When it, when, so, when Sony happened, right? We're like, it has to be a month. That you're, yeah, we they, thought it before GDC. Why would Microsoft give them so much slack to own this conversation? They just yeah. own it right now. Where they can because they're cocky. Home. I mean, yeah, that's they, what they it comes are. down to. It's they like they're, they're having PS2 to PS3 era flashbacks i mean like the rumor today was that it's going to be expensive uh, you know somebody threw out 500 dollars as a figure of like potentially a 300 dollars subscription model that would be lower that for 100 bucks they would separately sell a little kind of just a drive that would support 360 games so, so mm-hmm. four backwards compatibility would sort of be sold separately um none of that sounds like a great idea in combination with always online i don't know like i just feel like that's that's not i i mean i don't know right i don't know if they have enough mind share if enough people are like oh i'm gonna buy this for call of duty and i can keep playing call of duty i can play with my friends like maybe that will work maybe they'll be fine but to me those all sound like really bad ideas the important thing to remember too is that the original xbox was not revealed until may of 05 yeah. so they seem to be following like a similar pattern but was it then released in the and it was released like four or five months later oh, wow. wait, so, wait the 360 yeah, yeah yeah it was like the mtv thing was yeah it was like two weeks before e3 yeah. Then at E3, they gave out the faceplates and stuff. And then, yeah, it was out November that year. So I think, you know, there are there are rumors that Sony's going to have another event in May. So it's like, not only is, not only is like, and they'll probably really reveal the box and the price. Right. So, and the date. I think they'll do all of that there. And you then don't E3, think that's and, the E3 press conference? No, and I think E3, Ooh. they'll show the games. So I think it'll be all games and I think a lot of Vita. I think they'll have, you know, the rumor is that in May, Sony is going to have another conference. I don't know if this is true or not. No one's told me anything. Uh... But that they'll have another conference, you assume it's going to be to show the box. And then uh, you assume that if they're going to show the box, and they're, because they, I think they kind of took to heart that people were upset that they didn't see the box in February. So they're like, we got, we got to do this. It's also smart because they know Microsoft's going to announce around that time. So they just immediately steal it back again. See, this is like what's so weird about, about this is Microsoft's getting outworked now by a company that's learned from its lessons, I think. Uh, first of all, it's very clear that Sony's head fake 
fucking totally worked in the beginning of the year and they're like we're not going to announce until the microsoft and then they just announced the date anyway and then I, I i'm telling you man that worked that like absolutely worked and you know the head you know now they have they own this mind share that's what i was trying to say in game scoop and some people were giving me shit last week was what? you people know give you shit on the internet i can't believe it was that everyone's like it doesn't dominate the you know i was like i was like playstation is dominating the mind share of the next gen they're like it doesn't you know it's like a fanboy thing to say but it's like no it's not because there's no competition the playstation 4 is the only next gen system yeah, you know, it's the only one we, you can talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's the only one we know about. Details, like that's it. Like until the until the new Xbox is like revealed, that's it. Like you'd think they want to just chip away at that. I I agree with I agree with Goldfarb, but I think there's like a little bit of a bravado problem. Uh, yeah. And it again, it's it, like Goldfarb said, it's exactly what Sony went through in 2006. I mean, it's hard to come down from being on top because you assume like Microsoft has made some really good decisions this gen, and it's hard to lose sight of the fact that maybe its decisions for next gen I, I mean and again it's so weird saying this right because we don't know if any of this is true like i mean maybe it's absolutely not always online maybe that's something that got thrown around in one meeting some guy heard it and he's the same source that every outlet has or something like you have no idea but it's just like if this stuff is true like this is not smart like they need to be way cheaper than that they need to not be always online like there are just a lot of things that yeah because the subscription model well. thing that microsoft had floated with 360 is smart and we talk about that that could be their huge trump card they sell this thing for like a hundred bucks you know, yeah, and not- then they're like, and then they're like, you buy an Xbox Live subscription for three years. It's like it's like Directv, and then you pay a right. huge penalty yeah. if you like everybody like that. That's smart. See, it's just it's just very weird. It's just very it's very weird what's going on with, with Microsoft. Now, I I agree with you. Like, we don't know if any of these things are true, and I'm still saying if someone held a gun to my head, I'd be like, that thing is not online only because if yeah. if it is, like, I, I will not be able to believe that that they're actually going to do it. It's unbelievable, and I I have no like people have been asking me a lot, and I tweeted about it like. People, you know, are, are like, what do you, how do you feel about on, always online consoles? I have no personal problem with the always online console. Like, I live in San Francisco. I have right. a pretty steady internet connection. But that is going to be a debacle in terms of the economy of scale of selling a console. You know, of, of, of getting this thing into many homes as possible and, and, and following that line of software sold and subscriptions and all those things. It's going to be a disaster. So that is why I'm like, it's just a puzzling, a puzzling sort of thing. See, for totally me, I, I've heard the rumor of the Sony conference in, next month as well. I don't believe it. I think they hold off for E3, and if they do do one next month, I I think they I don't I mean the last thing they ever talk about is the price, it's kind of like Vita, you know what I mean? Like they here's the system, here are the games, here are all the stuff. By the way, it's two fifty, you know what I mean? Because no matter what you put on it, it's going to be too expensive for somebody, and so somebody's going to come out and say how this is too expensive for me and blah 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 blah. So if they have another thing, sure they should probably they show the box. I bet a teaser trailer for something that you'll see more of at E3 or whatever, right? But I think you stay away from details, maybe even a release date. Because you do own the conversation. People yeah. are so excited. I think I yeah. think it's just smart to time it in May because they probably assume Microsoft will go in April, so they can steal the thunder back. I think that it'll be in Tokyo and that they'll show, you know, because they, they got to give Japan some love, obviously, and they'll show the box at the very least in May. Mm-hmm. I think that they do it before. Like, And not only does that indicate that Sony is trying to steal the conversation, if this is true for Microsoft, it also indicates that they have a fucking lot to announce because they're yeah. not even going to wait until E3 to show yeah. the box yeah. off. I think it's totally smart to just get that out of the way. Then you focus on the software, yep. and that's the conversation. It's they're if this is all true, they're very being very almost too smart. Yeah, see, that's the problem. That's why I don't it makes, it. and it makes you we've I mean, we've yeah. done this for too long. We know <laughs> too smart. You don't usually say that about Sony. I mean, it's just like they're Sony's smart because if they can come out and say Battlefield Four will be on the PS4, and you know whatever, like all these third party games will be in the PS4. If they can keep saying that over and over again. People start thinking the way they do with Call of Duty now. They start associating these games with PS4. And after a certain point, you know, Battlefield 4 can start, like, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag says PS4 in every ad. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like, 
people are already thinking, okay, that's share. awesome. That's a PS4 game. And if you keep doing that with really big third-party games and Microsoft still isn't allowing people to say, and the next Xbox, and the next Xbox, you're suddenly going to have, you know, Witcher 3 and Battlefield 4 and Assassin's Creed 4 and, and these or Thief, you know, all these things that are coming out with the name PS4 attached to them, suddenly people start associating them with the PS4, you know? And that's why Microsoft can't afford to wait that much longer. Because yeah, again, if, if we go to Judges Week and there are all these games announced and it's like, you know whatever, all, all these big third-party games, and every single one of them is PS4, PS4, PS4. It's at the bottom of every preview. Every article says, and, yeah. Yeah, know. none of them say Xbox. That's really bad for Microsoft. Yeah, yeah I think the one trump card here, I don't want to say trump card, it's like really the wild card, is that there's the speculation, and it's just, I think, unfounded, like people just kind of guessing, is like, is the Xbox ready to go? You know? Like, are they pushing it because it's not ready? Like, that's, like, the, the other thing I'm kind of, like, wondering is, the Xbox 360 is still trouncing the PS3 in its domestic territory. It's not. It's there's sales parity now worldwide, but in the United States anyway, it sells hundreds of thousands of units in the United States every month, and hundreds of thousands more around the world every month. The speculation can be that it was they're in a similar situation. Sony was in an 0506 where they're like, we don't really need to release this thing yet. Yeah. Like now, the you know, it's a cash cow. They're making just a ludicrous amount of money on technology that was released in 2005. So why stop? And especially when it's still outselling PS3, it's outselling the Wii U. You know, yep. um, and so th- there can be an argument made for that too. But I also think that they see the, the error of getting out late. Um, now, getting out, or getting in early can be a, a, a problem too. Dreamcast got, um, you know, people were waiting for PS2. Yeah. Uh, with that, Dreamcast was, I think, too early. But, well, I mean, but Wii Xbox U, was 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 too early. Wii U was isn't a true next gen console, but in terms of just being literally part of the next step, part yeah, of the yeah. next group of consoles, if you don't want to say generation, I mean, they came out at a stupid time, I think, because oh, the ridiculous, like thing. they. It, they like barely made a dent like nobody cared you know because people want to see something next gen um I'm, you know it's funny right because there was a rumor way back this was like last fall there was a rumor that microsoft was having trouble manufacturing the box and man maybe that it was true maybe they did cat you know some of it have you were talking about bravado right and the fact that sony could, is going to have all these previews with their names and yada yada i think you know, to a lot of microsoft people and i'm talking about people at microsoft not microsoft fans does that matter does it matter? Like, I mean, for, it's one of those things coming in. PlayStation has the hardcore fan base. They've always had that. They've always had this hardcore fan base. That didn't get eroded when 360 took off, right? It's still sure. the core group that listens to this podcast that cares a lot about Sony. But if 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 I'm a, a normal guy at home and my Madden machine, my Call of Duty machine is my Xbox, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the fact that all my friends are on Xbox. Why would I want to jump to this PlayStation 4 when I know that there's eventually going to be one? I still get Madden this year and blah, 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 blah. Well, I think that's kind of what I'm saying, though, is like like obviously Call of Duty, that'll they're clearly buddy-buddy with Microsoft. That would never happen on PS4 first. But what if Madden does? What if Madden, the first next-gen Madden is shown on PS4 and there are 20 TV ads every time you're watching something that says Madden, PS4, 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 and it doesn't have an Xbox logo? Then that that Xbox bro who who loves playing you sure. know Madden at home like he starts associating the new Madden with the PS4 and he might even go out and pre-order it you know what I mean like that's kind of what I'm saying and that that won't happen you know if Microsoft announces in the next like month they're fine but I'm just yeah. saying like the longer they wait the more likely that mindshare starts to, to change. I still hands. think for the Madden bro though they look at it and they're like do I really want to invest another four hundred dollars to jump sure. a ship and have no friends and not have my you know Dynasty League and all these other people sure. my franchise yeah but the thing we talked about this before is that the tipping point is minor. And like the numbers, if you could get, oh yeah, yeah, if you could get two percent of Xbox 360 users to switch to PS4, that's fucking huge. 
That's like a that's a total scale tip yeah. towards PlayStation Four, and it's those kinds of numbers that they have to look at. Obviously, ninety percent of the people that are like, I like achievements, and I have all my friends here, and I like live, and then blah blah blah. I get the DLC early for a Call of Duty and stuff. They're not going to change. But what if like two and a hundred, two out of a hundred, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That like suddenly there's so much sales parity between the two consoles now that that actually like it favors PlayStation Four. The console that comes out first, I think, ha- it, it just mathematically has the best chance of winning. Mm-hmm. It's proven by Xbox 360, which has been you know. The, the, the fact that their sales parity between PS3 and 360 is remarkable considering PS3 has been on the market a year last time. You know? And I'm sure that they look at something like that and like the numbers speak out long term, but whether or not you want to play the long game or not is another thing entirely. I'm still starting to wonder like if there's problems with the Xbox. Um, but that's a very smart company. You know, Xbox 360 is a behemoth, and they stuck with it. The, X, the original Xbox was a failure. They lost a lot of money on the original Xbox, yeah. and they stuck with it, um, sold about four times more units than they did the original Xbox. And that doesn't happen by mistake. It happens because there's smart people that are working. Um, yeah, so, and Xbox Live is also a really smart system. Like, I mean, like that, it, it all just works really, really well. Yeah. And it's easy and people get it. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be really interesting seeing how this goes. I mean, it, maybe none of this is right. Maybe Microsoft is listening to this podcast right now laughing. <laughs> Lighting That's cigars with $100. Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer. Dave lives in a podcast. Well, that was one question, so let's, let's see. <laughs> we have our good friend Tyler here. Tyler says beyond. 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 I have some quick fire questions for the crew. Mm-hmm. Colin, mm. on Vita, sound shapes or guacamole? Sound shapes. Ooh. Greg, infamous second son or the last of us? Come on, Tyler. Infamous second son. Oh, really? Wow. My, my, wow. my, yeah. my allegiances are with that franchise. I love, I love me some infamous. I want to see what's up next. Me I too. I know what I'm going to be more excited about the last of us. Well, I see. I, maybe it's because I've played Last of Us and, and I know it's good. I'm solid on how well it played that demo. Now, now I, I want to know the next thing about Infamous. I want to know how I mean, it all plays into each other. I, I am very excited for Infamous, but I would say The Last of Us because I'm just ready for something totally different. Like, I mean, Infamous looks very different, but it's also like we've seen that world. I'm ready for something totally new. I, I went to PAX, saw Saints Row 4, really liked it. I, and I was like, man, I want to go play Saints Row 3. And I put in Saints Row 3, and I was like, oh, the stuff from Saints Row 4 isn't here. And the stuff in Saints Row 4 is superpowers, right? Yeah. Like, even when I play DC Universe Online, it's like, cool. But I want, like, a, a, really, I want a real narrative here. Like, DC Universe Online is like, let's go raid and do this and get a gear. I want to actually have this superhero narrative. So I'm excited to have that again. Sure. Kind of like when, whenever the next Rocksteady game comes around, right? Like, I'm yes. like, I was looking at my trophies for Batman Arkham City last night. I was like, hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll come back here and start doing some more Riddler challenges. Yeah. I really missed, like, a Batman game this fall for sure. Sure. Goldfarb. Mm-hmm. The vigors of Infinite or the plasmids of the original? Oof. These are Bioshock questions if you're not a Bioshock guy. Honestly, they're pretty similar. Like, I, I, I think the, 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 the vigor system they described pre-release was, like, really interesting and different. But, I mean, they're basically the same. I mean, yeah. there's one I mean, we'll talk once people have beaten the game and stuff. But, um, oh, Jesus Christ. The, which, which did you enjoy more? Which were cooler? Just thinking. Uh, I guess I'll, I'm going to say Infinite. Because I, I really do like that that like like i mean i fucking love telekinesis for the original bioshock and i i like a lot of those but uh like undertow is so creative and cool like the things you can do with it and charge is so smart and awesome especially in 1999 mode so i'll say i'll say infinite yeah there you go vigors jacob writes in beyond beyond i got my first platinum and it happened to be elder scrolls 5 skyrim i'm so proud of myself uh what was your guys's first platinum and how did it make you feel thanks for reading beyond uh jacob my first platinum was uncharted when they, because remember it was they put out Stardust with trophies, and then they patched Uncharted, and I think that was one of the first platinums, if not the first. But I forget. Mm. I went and did that, and I loved it. Fallout Three was my first. Mm, that's an excellent one. Oh my god! See, I didn't own my own 
PS3 because I I bought the 360 and the Wii and my roommate had a PS3. So with him, I I don't know what it would have been in like our apartments. But since I've owned my own PS3, which is since Uncharted 3 came out, um, I think Little Big Planet 2. I went back and platinum. I think that might have been the first one I got. Okay. How did it make you feel? Like through a fucking party. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be part of the show, beyond at IGN.com, just like Jared did. Jared says, hey, Beyond crew. Hello. Hey, Jared. So I just got done reading Colin's Guacamelee review. Excellent read, by the way. Thank one you. thing stuck out to me, though. Mm. He gave the game a 9.0 in his one complaint in the video review, and may- maybe on your bottom two, I forget. Your pros and cons at your bottom. I only had one con, I think, yeah. Okay, I'm sure they were the same then. Uh, the one complaint being the game's length. It's too short. I don't mean to sound like a dick, but when Goldfarb told Colin some reviewers of Bioshock Infinite were complaining it had no multiplayer, you said that was an invalid complaint. How is Guacamelee's length any different? They feel really similar to me. Keep up the awesome work, Jared. I don't think they're the same. No, I, I don't. I don't. Uh... See, the, the, the nuance in the complaint about Guacamelee's length was a backwards compliment to the game. And that's kind of what I wrote about. And I, th- I talked about it, I think, in the video review, too, is that there are games that feel like they're the right length. Right, like Symphony of the Night takes what twelve to fifteen hours, probably no, a little more than that, probably to two hundred percent. But that feel, feels like the right length. Like you're like, I've seen enough Castlevania, or whatever. The, the thing with Guacamelee was you can you can rush through that game in like four or five hours. They, they, they have a speedrun board. One of the top speedrun run has fifty six minutes. Yeah, it's crazy, and you can do it. You can do totally do it, what? and that's and yeah. that's awesome. And and if you uh, know what you're doing, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, it's probably someone from the studio. Yeah, and. You know, that's fine, but it's a game that left you wanting more. It's like, it was over, and it's like, I could play this for another 10 hours. Like, so it was it was a way to compliment the game. Now, I was saying that it's not a valid complaint in Bioshock to complain about multiplayer, because Bioshock's a single-player game. Everything's additive on it. And Greg and I were talking about, about, you know, why I don't specifically mention, you know, the Vita version too much in the, you know, when I do the review, or the co-op and stuff. It's because I feel like those things are just additive. We're talking about, like, the game, the core gameplay. Guacamelee is a single-player action platformer with metroidvania rpg elements i guess like that is the core game just like bioshock's core game is it's that it's a first person shooter and yeah, yeah i'm sorry go ahead. no sorry um, an important thing here and we talk about this on the show a lot right is that games don't start at a 10 and then we start subtracting right. down to get to the score you play the game and it ebbs and flows mm-hmm. and you come up with what the score is how it compares to other things and even though like your one minus i know on the video review is it's too short or whatever right you talk in there that there's you know there's no via and then we talk here and we all nod about the music. Mm. There's more going on about complaints than the, the five things you see at the end of a yeah, review. Yeah, four in a video review. You know, someone gave me great advice once, Damon Hatfield. Ah, really? Uh, about reviews when I first, when you're doing you know, stuff. like four years ago or whatever. <laughs> and he was like, the idea, because I used to write like these really huge reviews in the old IGN style where it's like, you really, because a lot of old readers remember, our our reviews were like six pages long back in the day, right? <laughs> yep. And it was like, it was, and that's not even a, that's not even a no, joke. They were thousands of Go words read G- long. GTA, the GTA. Uh, San Andreas yeah. or whatever. And he was like, the review, the idea of a review is not to talk about everything in the game. It's to talk about, like, what sticks out, good or bad, and, like, just to kind of talk about the experience. And that's actually really simple and great advice because I never go into a review being like, I'm going to tell you every single thing in this game. I'm going to tell you every single thing about it. Here's how every power works. Here's what every ability is. And that's not the way it works. So you're going to find things if I were to, like, talk to you, you know, if you and I were just sitting on the couch and we're like, let's talk about Guacamelee for an hour. Could be like, yeah, it gets a little hard at times, maybe a little uneven pacing, you know, like it, it you know, it finishes a little too fast. Uh, you don't really develop, you know, I can't, like these are all minor, very minor things, you know. But like Greg said, like we don't review games where they start at a 10 and you subtract points. Now, a lot of people approach scores differently. I remember Sam Bishop, old friend of Podcast Beyond, yeah. says that every game for him starts at a five. Now, I never, I, and, and then he kind of goes up or down, like it's in the middle. That's an interesting way of looking at it. But like yeah. I so like Greg said, like you develop a feeling, a broad feeling when you start playing a game. You're a few hours in, you're like, okay, like, 
I'm in this kind of, you know, I'm feeling this about the game. And then it kind of, you know, this is the way I look at it anyway. Kind of the more you play it, the way as you get towards the, the end of the game, it kind of truncates a little bit. And you're kind of like more in a certain part of the scale or whatever. And then you finish the game. You're like, that's where I am, you know. And it started really broad and ended really thin. Yeah. Um, it rarely goes the other way for me. And uh, so, yeah, it's I don't really see those two things as being the same, to be honest. Gotcha. I think that's fair. On a totally unrelated note, uh, how does the co-op work? Is it drop in, drop out? Is yep. it? Yeah, it is. It's local. You, when you're playing, you know how when you get a new power and that girl in the pink yeah, 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 yeah. Play, okay. Another player plays it, sir. Gotcha. Does it that's impact? why she pops up at key moments. I think yeah. her name is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I would like to try that at some point. I would like to try that. I played it with Greg robot a little bit. Goldfarb. I'm not a robot, Greg. It was harder. We were talking about this. The, yeah, the we game jumped scales. into the final boss together. I was like, damn. This the is game scales. Tough. Oh, interesting. Like Borderlands. Jason writes in, he says, Beyond. 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 Is it a big surprise that The Walking Dead Survival Instinct was number three on the PSN Top 10 for March? It came out in a cluttered month and was poorly reviewed. Is, the she- is it the sheer power of the franchise? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. surprising to me at all, to be honest. No, it's I mean, one of those that we knew. I think I, I was very clear, like, I, this is going to sell. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is going to do well. MPD's on Thursday. Um... I have a feeling SimCity will be number one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Walking Dead is certainly on the top ten. Sure. I, I got to be honest with the Walking Dead game. I don't hate it. I beat it. I don't hate it either. I started playing it again. I want to kind of get the Platinum, and I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I was like, eh. Play anyone anymore shitty Platinum? No, I, I don't want, like, games that are... You don't want cheap Platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't want playing a game to get a Platinum if I want. And if there's a cheap Platinum out there and I like the game, that's different. Sure, but I'm not going to... Sure. But there's something, like, the funny thing about that game is that there's, like, a seed of something really awesome there. Totally. Talk, I think you talked about that in your review. And, yeah. and there's a million they, awesome ideas. They needed like I, I was making some lives. I'm like they needed like two more years, you know, to like really like get the game right. Uh, I it mean, was look, clearly made in like Terminal Reality is twelve an months. Excellent developer. This is you know I mean they, I, Ghostbusters. Whatever you want to say about Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters was a fun game. It was a well put together game, especially dealing with. I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? Like it's not their IP, it's not their intellectual property. It wasn't their thing. So like you have. All these fr- people who have a share in it telling you, you can't use this, or the Proton Pack has to look like this, or da, 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 da. they come out and they make a really, really good game. And it's, I think for sure, when you're playing that, when you hear about that game and you're like, all right, you're going to you're gonna have to hide from walkers, they're going to be able to smell, you don't want to directly engage them, you're like, this sounds rad. And then you play and you're like, oh. It's not, it's not real. Anytime I need gas, I'm dropped in one of three environments. Yeah, run, like, run around and get cans. I love the idea. Like, I love the idea of traveling around. It's, it, it forks. Like, there are certain places you yeah. can't visit. Uh, the voice acting is really good, as you pointed out, and it, there's there's something there. Where I was like, God, it's a fucking shame they had to rush this game out. You know, they're like they just gave it a little more time, maybe even just another year. They could have really polished it up. But that's the biggest shame of all when you see a game like that. There's right. just shitty games, and then there's games that are like this could have been really good. Not that's had a great the idea. a yeah. good seed that wasn't allowed to grow. Exactly, like the seed I put in Goldfarb's belly. Mm. Oh my god! Yeah, that was hot. I wasn't allowed to grow because we realized I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, there's no way to get pumpkin seeds to grow inside a man. <laughs> oh, that's man. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Podcast Beyond Episode 288. Remember, we're a product of IGN.com, so come to IGN.com, read the articles, watch the videos. Colin and I are in a lot of them. You see Goldfarb in the background waving a lot. He writes the news. I'm just crying. You, you can do that. Uh, rate us on iTunes, all your other favorite services. Get that giant bomb off their gosh down pedestal. Always so high in the goddamn <laughs> ratings. Uh, but thank you for being a part of it. Make sure you continue the conversation with us. IGN on Twitter is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. No taxation is Colin. And Gar Fep is Andrew Goldfarb. Now, we usually close out the show with a song from Ryan. What, what, what do I call it now? It's Ryan's wrap-up. Ryan's wrap-up, right? That's what I call it now? I don't know. Sure. There's, yeah. Anyways, we usually have songs close out the show. Remember, if you have a band or something, you send the song to us at beyond at IGN.com. We put it in the show. 
but we pulled it together here at the last second. And looking through my iPhone email, I got no songs for this week. No new songs. So remember Podcast Beyond 300, July 12th, Friday. Start asking your mom and dad if you can get off work. If you can come to San Francisco. Yes, <laughs> mom and dad if you can get see off if work. You can, you <laughs> Maybe can, he works for his parents. Go get some pennies out of the couch. See if you can afford an airplane ticket. Some uh, hotels over here, too. Uh, we'll have more details on that next week and throughout the weeks. Uh, so to close us off with the song for Ryan's wrap-up is the Podcast Beyond intro song. A uh, little known fact, Damon Hatfield made this for us. Mm. Uh, geez, for episode 100, we switched themes. Wow. And this is the theme we switched to. And ha- Damon had made the original Podcast Beyond theme as well, but... There's this one now, too. Thanks for not sending in any music, so we have to listen to the song that started the show. <laughs> Full circle. Bunch of assholes. Beyond! 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 Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Yo! Mm-hmm.